Hello, friends. Welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. And I apologize for the background noise. My oldest son is watching some Disney Plus on this March break slash extended break from school. Uh, For those of you who are first-time listeners, my name is Ian McLaren, and you can find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. The podcast is available wherever you get uh, podcasts, and uh, yeah, please leave a rating and a review if you're able. Today on the show, I'm joined by Sarah Griffin, uh, a repeat guest, and I was very happy to have her on again. Sarah covers the Bruins for Pucker Up Sports and uh, has a great personal site uh, where she writes about uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Red Sox, uh, a bunch of other stuff as well. And uh, so it was cool to catch up with her. And uh, we'll get to that conversation here in a moment. First, I wanted to remind you that you can listen to Locked On NHL and Locked On NHL Fantasy Podcast as well. Just uh you know, voice search them into your smart device and Alexa or Google or whoever will take you right there. Uh, so without further ado, let's get to my chat with uh, Sarah Griffin. Hi, Sarah Griffin. How are you doing today? Oh, just swell. Living the dream. <laughs> it is a uh, crazy time. Uh, we talked earlier in the season about, you know, normal things like Boston Bruins hockey, but there's a lot going on these days, and uh, we got uh, nothing but time to chat about a lot of things. So, yeah, thanks for for taking some time today to uh, course, catch up. For me and on. of course, um, I know you were recently in Aruba. Was it Aruba? Yes, Aruba. Just uh, you know, living the spring break dream, I guess, and then all of this coronavirus and social distancing stuff happened so I don't know if you want can you just uh, talk a bit about kind of what it was like coming back to North America from all that and I guess we're like was school canceled while you were down there Uh, just kind of if you can just talk about your experience yeah being out of the country coming back and into this kind of temporary new reality that uh, that we're in now yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it was because I left Thursday morning, and then Wednesday night we stayed in Boston in a hotel near the airport. And of course, that's when the NBA got suspended. It sounded like the NHL was going to be suspended. And I went with my family on vacation, so we were all just kind of sitting in our hotel room, and just all this news kept rolling in. And that's when the Europe uh, travel ban came up. Right. So yeah, that's a crazy. Family, night. Yeah. My family all, like, slept, but I was just up all night, like, anxious. I was like, are we even going to be able to, like, get on a flight tomorrow? (laughs) And we did, but once you get there, because, of course, they said there's no cases in Aruba when we got there. But, again, like, especially when you're you're staying in a resort where it's all just, like, international travelers, there was just no way that it was. Yeah. So, like, I kind of just kept telling myself, I was like, oh, there's no cases. We're fine. But, like, the first day, you didn't really notice too much, but we were supposed to be there for six days, and we ended up cutting it short to four, because by the third day, you can just tell it was a lot more quiet at the resort. Um, Then you started hearing stuff about 
the government in the United States going on lockdown, you know, all these airlines shutting down. Then Aruba shut down air traffic, I think, the night we ended up leaving. Oh, my gosh. So we had to change our flights. Yeah, we were one of the last flights out of out of Aruba to Boston. Oh. And the airport was just in Aruba, definitely, because I think, like, it is a lot smaller. They're not used to having that many people because you have a ton of people that flights got canceled and they didn't right, want to yeah. be stuck there. So we got, because our flight was at 1230 on Monday and we got there at 8 a.m. And we stood and check in for, I want to say two and a half hours Oy. just to check in. Yeah. And then customs was another like hour and a half, which was honestly quicker than I thought it was going to be. Oh gosh. But it was like, once you go through customs, like they're randomly, I don't know how it is like in place, like my friend Cassie, I think, came from London, and I think they were taking your temp, like everyone's temperature, and he had to like sign papers saying that you quarantine for two weeks. Whoa. Whereas, yeah, for Aruba, they were just taking like every few people testing their temperatures, and they were suggesting that everyone quarantine for two weeks, just because you never really know. Right. And then, yeah, once we so got. Is that what you're? Box, is that what you're doing now? Or are you doing the 14 day thing? Or. Yeah, I'm doing the 14 days. I'm yeah. Not, I have no work to do anyways anymore. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah all, I guess all your, were all your classes canceled or online or how does that work too? Yeah, I know uh, everything. I, cause I still get like the emails and stuff and it said that everything was converting to online classes. They gave like, cause technically the week that we were away was spring break. And they're like, right, all right, yeah. all classes are canceled next week, too. And then the oh, next okay. week after, we're going to convert. Yeah. I just feel bad. So starting for next week. Like, yeah. Like seniors and stuff. Right, yeah. That are, like, what living at school. I don't know. Yeah, I remember when I, when I was in college, we had um, – it was called the Norwalk virus. And it was, like, a really – just a bad flu. Like, it wasn't – as serious as this obviously but my college was closed down and all the uh, everybody was sent home uh exams were pushed back like a month and that just in and of itself was like a mess so i can't imagine like yeah multiple months or weeks where this is happening i was talking the other day on here about how um when it was the swine flu was the big thing it uh yes my wife and i we were traveling around europe and we were flying from Barcelona to London and like somewhere in there, we actually caught that. And, um, we had to fly God. back to Canada like three or four days later. And we were really uh, worried that we wouldn't be allowed on the flight. Um, but like they were hardly even checking that we were pretty much over it by the time we flew home, but it was pretty yeah. bad wet in the midst of it. But yeah, this is just like, like next level, like nobody's oh, yeah. ever being in the airport just gave me so much anxiety to the point where I was like, I can't yeah, help. I I'm like, because then I was just constantly thinking like every little like thing that was wrong. I was like, oh god, like I'm getting sick. Like, yeah, and I was I just know. like making myself worse. Yeah, and then same. I got like I, I think I'm fine. The last few days I've been like feeling on and off nauseous, and I'm like, is this? Am I sick? Is it just anxiety? Am I just not eating yeah. properly? And now I have a bit of a sore throat too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to hide in a hole for a couple of weeks. But it's probably just, probably, and hopefully, just so like hard a normal. To get. Yeah. I know. It's not even like you can like go just for like 
safety of mind, like just so you can feel some peace. Yeah. It's so hard to get tests. Yeah, it's nuts. I guess um, like all university hockey was canceled, I think, last week already. And I'm just saying yep. now up here in Canada, the Ontario Hockey League just announced a few minutes ago that their regular season is being canceled. Um, oh, so really? that's done. I don't know. I think I guess they're still hoping to have the playoffs at some point. And like that leads into the Memorial Cup, which is usually in May at some point. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I was just at a game a couple weeks ago, and that is really disappointing. That it's hard to say like that will affect how that will affect the the NHL draft and stuff like that because there's so many prospects in the CHL, obviously in the university as well. So yeah. yeah. It's just and a mess. same with the AHL, because no one knows that's coming back. Right, yeah. They haven't – I saw a report the other day that said they were about to cancel, but I don't – they haven't yet, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they made anything official. They said it's definitely, yeah. like, done through May, which obviously is when they have their cup. So I don't know if they're planning on pushing right. it, but it doesn't sound too promising. Yeah, I think – I think really it's only – Maybe, probably not only, but the NHL and the AHL are like the ECHL is already canceled. Yeah. Uh, like I said, hog, like university and and all that. And I guess, yeah, the Bruins, I still have a, the Bruins calendar on my phone. And it, it reminded me that the Bruins were supposed to be in Anaheim tonight, which was really sucky to see because obviously it would have given us a chance to see Danton Heinen and David Backus in Ducks uniforms and mm -hmm. uh, Nick Ritchie and Andre Kasha playing against their old teams. Um, I've been trying, like, it is, it's kind of stupid because there's so much going on and it's only sports, but the fact that the Bruins aren't playing, how they finished off, like beating Philadelphia 2 nothing. Philly was the hottest team in the NHL going to that game. First that team to reach 100 like so points. So long ago now. I know it seems like forever ago, but it was like well, a week ago last night. Like when I think about how good this Bruins team is, how last season ended, it does really like make me really sad to think about. How are you? Yeah. How are you feel? I mean, I guess you were away, so you wouldn't have seen much hockey, anyways. But what? Uh, like, what I are you? Like how are you feeling about the Bruins not playing and, and no hockey in general? It just would have been such like a good distraction to have something like I know some sort of like I don't know like ha like I don't want to say like happiness like oh there's no happiness right now but like yeah I don't know even just for like a few hours to just not think about and just focus on watching the game it would be nice it would be a nice relief for sure I mean in some ways if I know this is this is gonna sound really stupid but if Boston had won Game Seven it probably wouldn't have been. I probably would be more at peace with no hockey yes. right now, but the fact that they no, lost, I really feel that. the fact that they're the best team in the NHL again and had, you know, I mean, the playoffs, nothing's guaranteed, but they'd had a, a great chance to, um, I don't know, win the first round at least, Hope maybe mm -hmm. play against Tampa Bay, who knows the Metro team, but to get back to the final, like it just really sucks that they didn't do it last year and they, even if the playoffs 
do come back, even if they resume. Like I know there was this player proposal that maybe there'd be a training camp in July, finish off the season, then playoffs in August and September. Like even if that does happen, it still won't really be the same. Like who knows what kind of shape the players will be in, mm-hmm. um, injuries that are like I don't know. It it just won't be the same, obviously as like a, the regular spring runs that we're used to. And it just really, no, yeah, it yeah. just really sucks. I don't know. I just feel like this season, it really just felt like the season. Like, because, I don't know, we all like came into it thinking like, oh, like, I'm not expecting much. Especially, like, mm-hmm. you kind of think of that Stanley Cup hangover, but they just look even better than they did last year. Yeah, and for sure. And they go on this run recently, and it just really felt like, oh, wow, like, I think they can do it. And then now, like, even if they do resume the playoffs at some point, like, it's going to be months from now at this point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It could just be completely different. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, they started off so hot. They had that bit of a downswing, like around the holidays, I guess. But then since their bye week, they were almost unbeatable. They seem to have shaken off like the loser point thing. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like Charlie Coyle was looking almost like their best forward. And like he was averaging the most ice time. I was really excited about Kasha. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. It's really disappointing, but I know there are obviously bigger things to worry about. And like you said, like sports is kind of a distraction through all that. So it's even harder just not to have that during, during difficult times. And yeah, I don't really know if and when it's going to come back, but even still, it won't be the same. I guess the only bright spot would be maybe if play does come back in in the summer, then maybe it gives us a bit more time with Tori Krug as a Boston That's Bruin. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, because if, say, the cap goes down and stuff, it's going to make it really hard for them to re-sign him, I think. like I'm not very optimistic about them being able to re-sign him if um, – I mean – I was talking yesterday about this whole debacle with Jeremy Jacobs and the TD Garden staff and just how, like, yeah, basically gross it is that he's not paying his his staff. Um, He's, like, the only person still in pro sports not paying. Yeah, like, it's it's just, like, beyond words. I don't – there's no justification for it. But say they lose all this revenue, like, how willing is he going to be to – to like pay top dollar to resign players yeah. and even like that's not even saying what the cap is going to be at anyways they might not even have the space to do it so that's pretty pretty sad but um i guess on a lighter note today is Zdeno Chara's birthday and he turns 43 today um and i was just thinking this morning like how insanely lucky the bruins have been to have him in the fold for the last how when did he sign with the Bruins was it like 2000 yeah I want to say 06 or 07 I remember it exactly I was at my in-laws house on July 1st that year and then like that's back when I there was no Twitter or anything so I was just yeah watching the free agency thing on TSN or whatever and they announced that they had signed uh, Savard and Chara pretty much at the same time. And I was so like, I couldn't believe it that they had signed both of those guys. Yeah. It was 06. 
on the same yeah. day. That was just unbelievable. Um, so yeah, we've been, had him around for like 14 years. But again, I think about, is he going to come back? He's 43. I don't, if they had won this year, I would think that he'd probably definitely retire, but yeah. is he going to want to come back now? Especially like now with all this too. going on. Exactly. Yeah. Like I would, I don't know if he'll stay in Boston, like live there afterwards since he's been there so long. I wouldn't think he'd go home per se, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like he would like, want to be around the organization still too. I think so. Yeah, they would. I I would say they'd probably give him a job in some capacity for sure. Yeah. I wish they had given Savard a job instead of him going to friggin' St. Louis as an assistant coach or whatever. <laughs> That's pretty uh, disappointing. So, anyways, yeah, I guess we don't really know when hockey's gonna come back, and I'm pretty torn about it, but. There is other Boston sports news that I know that you've been uh, pretty <laughs> pretty <laughs> torn up about, notably the Mookie Betts trade, Tom Brady signing. Is there anything you wanted to vent about on either or both of those uh, situations? Honestly, the Mookie Betts trade now just feels like a different like lifetime. Yeah. Like, like I think they said it's only been 36 days. I'm like, you could tell me it was six years ago now. It just, like, <laughs> wouldn't phase me. So much has happened. Yeah. Since then. It's all been downhill since then. Seriously. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the Mookie trade kind of, like, numbed me to the Tom Brady thing. But I also feel like the Mookie one was worse because that was ownership voluntarily, like, pawning him off. Yeah. Tom, yeah, that I, don't think I think Tom, that's way yeah. worse. Like... Obviously, it sounds like ownership didn't really give Tom as much as what he deserved. But still, right. it was ultimately his decision at the end of the day, which makes me feel yeah. not as bad as I did about the Mookie one, just because they traded Mookie bets. I just will never get over that. Yeah, like it's like yeah, he's and he's like in the prime of his career, mm-hmm. or not even is he has he even reached his prime? I'm not even. How old is he? I he's twenty. Six, I want to say, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. That'd be like, like, he's still young, yeah, in a couple of years, the Bruins just deciding to trade David Pasternak or something, like, yeah, it, it makes no sense at all. All for salary, guy. like, yeah, yeah, and baseball doesn't even have a cap, yeah, nope. A team that rich should be able to keep all their star players, like, even up here in Toronto, the. Blue Jays are owned by a major cable company and they have like pretty much all the money in the world. And it's super frustrating to see them not spend or be, they always complain that they're with the Yankees, Red Sox, they can't, but they have the money to do it. And the fact that they don't is is ludicrous, but to see like the Red Sox do that. Baseball ownership. But yeah, especially the Red Sox who had the second highest highest payroll last year. And then all of a sudden this year, like, Oh, never mind. And then, Trade away Mookie, trade away David Price, but we're still paying David Price. Like, it yeah. just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know when baseball is going to be back, to be honest. It looks like it might not be till like, June or July hearing, or something. It sounds like best case scenario now. They're saying, like, July 4th. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Like, and it was supposed to start, point, like... they might just cancel the season. Right. It was supposed to start next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really disappointing. 
Uh, I was really looking for like baseball. I love just having baseball on in the background. Yeah. Um, although up here it was announced a couple weeks ago that Blue Jays games were going to be blacked out on MLB TV, which is super frustrating as it is. So I don't know if I was going to be able to watch much games. The worst. I know it's so. The MLB is the worst with the blackouts, and they're just like I'm like I don't understand how you can question why like your ratings and views have gone down if like people in the area can't even watch the team. Yeah, I know it's so dumb. Um, what else was I going to ask you about? I was going to say, um, just to get back to some positive stuff, I guess, like, I know that you have a, uh, big love for, for Charlie McAvoy and it was really great to see him playing so well in recent weeks. What, uh, what were you seeing from him that you think, I don't think there was really anything different than he was doing, but you're just getting like, yeah, the puck luck and, starting to be more appreciated as like a, a top pair defenseman for sure. Do you think it was just a matter of time? So people started to see that this year. I like, again, back to the whole, you know, like, Oh, he hasn't scored. Like, does that make him like bad player? Like, again, yeah. I don't know why that was ever anyone's way to measure like how good a defenseman is, especially considering out of everyone on the ice besides like Tuka, he leads them in ice time. Yeah. But I don't know. Joe Haggerty. Lately, I feel like, yeah, he's stepped up, like, offensively. Like, he seems to have a lot more luck now. Because that was the other thing. I was like, it's not like he's not shooting the puck before. He was shooting yeah. it. It just, like, it seemed to never yeah. go his way. He wasn't going to stay at a zero, zero percentage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's had a lot. I don't know how many. Is, I think he's in, like, the 70s now for assists, like, in career-wise. Which is oh, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, he, then, yeah, like, I mean, we're really lucky to have him, I think. I, I remember when that draft year, I was, um, yeah, he's up to 19 goals, 73 assists in uh, 184 career games. So he's like, uh, I'm terrible at math right now. But yeah, he's basically like half a point per game player for his career and like yeah. just starting to get better. Uh, but like that draft year I was yeah exactly I was hoping I was hoping at the time they would draft um, Jacob Chitrin I was pretty high on him and he's been pretty good this year but I didn't know Mm -hmm. as much about McAvoy being like a a BU player I didn't follow college hockey as closely then as I do now but looking back I'm like so pumped that (laughs) that Don Sweeney actually picked him and yeah no that really worked out for everyone yeah yeah definitely and to think like there's like a bunch a few defensemen that went ahead of him in that draft Oli Iwilovi was picked by Vancouver he hasn't even played in the NHL yet he was picked fifth overall and then the Hurricanes took took uh Jake Bean uh one pick before McAvoy he's only played two games in the NHL I can't imagine McAvoy on the Hurricanes right now that'd be pretty disgusting (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, they're pretty lucky to have him. Um, so I guess to wrap up, uh, what uh, what are you doing to keep busy these days? Are you reading anything or watching anything or just kind of uh, um, scrolling on Twitter? I just started Shit's Creek yesterday. Oh, very nice. Yes. Have you never That's seen it before? It. No, I've never seen it. Oh, I good. I need to watch it. And I was like, well, yeah. now I have nothing but time. So 
Yeah, I've been. I'm on my second time watching it from the beginning. And oh really? I, yeah, it's like uh, it's so good. I mean, I have a a, a bias towards it, I guess, because it's a Canadian show, and like mo- all the main people are Canadian. Um, yeah. But you can't tell that from from the show itself, and yeah, I really love that show. That's a good call. Is there anything else that you've been catching up on or watching? Nope. Now that I'm back home, that's all all nice. done. Cause it's not like can go anywhere. So yeah, I started watching on Netflix. Um, Life in Pieces. Have you ever watched that? That it's like a sitcom. No, I, I think it was on CBS. It's actually really funny. I started. I've watched like four or five episodes, and I'm I'm pretty hooked now. So I'm gonna keep keep watching that one. I'd I'd recommend that one for sure. I'll say I'll have to add that one to the list once I'm done with Shit's Creek. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's kind of modern family ish, where it's like just this big family, different pieces of the family, but it's separated into like four different, like distinct storylines each episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, they do get together sometimes, but it's like kind of split into pieces, which is why it's called Life in Pieces, I guess. But it's it's super funny. I would recommend that one for sure. I'll add it to the list. Do it. Well, uh, yeah, thanks so much for, for taking some time to chat today. And I'm sure I'll hit you up <laughs> over the however long this pause or off-season lasts. And uh, Oh, yes, Lord knows I'll have time. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, hopefully take care down there, stay safe, and uh, I'll, you too. I'll definitely reach out again sometime soon. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks so much, Sarah. Take care. You're welcome. Bye. All right, later.